this week on What Do You Got? Unquantifiable things. Ooh, stay tuned. You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all fucking day. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bro Down Podcast. I'm Tim Fulton. And I'm Andy Smith. Okay. Uh, this is What Do You Got? A little segment where we come to the table, literally, with a uh, topic that the other guy doesn't know about. It's Andy's turn. Andy, what do you got? Unquantifiable things. Okay. So this is a topic that I would like to have been more prepared for, but it was my week. And I had a busy day, so we're just going to wing it like we always do. And I'm going to say that we're going to come back and redo it like I always do, and we won't. No, no, so we never this do. is the one shot, um, one opportunity. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> yes. Um, so I was listening to a podcast, very famous. I don't know if it's a podcast. Uh, this guy, Dan Carlin, fucking amazing speaker and okay. like narrator orator whatever you want to say he's basically he calls himself an amateur historian he's a fucking historian yeah okay he does like these long-winded five-hour podcasts that are like six parters sometimes where he does like extremely deep dives into these things and but the thing that he does that's really good is he's very honest about the information he's giving about yeah. like where it comes from uh if it's legitimate if it's up for debate if it's, you know, an argued point or not. But one of the other things that he does is he asks these questions throughout the the podcast where he basically asks questions. I'm sure it's uh, he asks questions so that um, it gets you to think about things. And one of the uh, podcasts I was listening to, it was about, I think it was the Kings of Kings podcast, which was like a really popular one that he did. It's okay. like the Persian Empire podcast. Uh, going back before the whole thing with Sparta and then up until Alexander. And one of the things that he was talking about in there was how do you quantify certain things in history and you can't do it. And it's very difficult to explain things in history to somebody who wasn't there and didn't understand. And the the example he gave was how do you quantify something like toughness? Okay, I see where you're going with that. Like how do you define a level of toughness and make that into a tangible thing that you can attribute to a certain group of people that explains why they were so difficult to conquer or why yeah. they were so, you know, ruthless on the battlefield, because that's a term that gets thrown around a lot. Like, Oh, they're very tough people, but there's a scale like everything else. There's always a scale on where you put it. And he was saying that, Certain things on paper, you can only give so many like tangible facts and there's unquantifiables like toughness. And I was just thinking about how are you, how many things in our life are unquantifiable that people that we know will understand. Yeah. But people 20 years from now might not or from 50 years ago won't. And it really makes you think about if you're going to like, say you're going to write a book on your life or like an event, like taking into account those things, like those unquantifiable things and like how you would explain them. Cause you're assuming that the people know what you're talking about and understand that like, Oh, these people are really tough. Like everyone I know knows they're tough and they know exactly what I mean when I say it. So it's just a couple thing examples that I was thinking about that are on the like couple ones on the silly side are like like the Y2K scare 
Yeah, that's a good one. Right? That's a really good one. So when we were growing up as kids, there was this whole big thing. And you can actually like go back in certain movies and see it. Like they'll talk about it where we thought all the computers were going to crash. Yeah. And it seems very silly now to think about that. But that was a legitimate fear. A legitimate concern. I remember my brothers downloaded a screensaver for our family computer. And we were young at the time. Like we were 12. We were 12. 11. And the screensaver was Y2K. And it showed like car crashes and people screaming in the streets and stuff. And I remember it fucking terrified me yeah absolutely terrified well me. i remember like everyone that had a computer like i remember my mom buying like y2k software yeah that did nothing it did nothing <laughs> but they sold it to people but something like that when you think about it in that silly sense of that it's it makes it, it's like oh yeah that's a good example or whatever but but expand it to like the macro and think about like trying to explain that to somebody and how decisions were being made on a macro level where you're like, okay, so like, why did they put like how much money was allocated to like stopping Y2K from happening? And like, then you look at it like, well, why would they do that? And you're like, because people were afraid and you're like afraid of what? And you're like, well, there was a sense of fear that this thing was going to stop everything. But it's like, but there, I don't understand that. Like you see how it gets kind of lost in the weeds there. Where like the further you get removed from Y two K, the the more like difficult it is to explain it. Yeah, it, it's not like oh there was an army marching up on the city. It is this existential threat that you don't understand. Yeah, that was just arriving at your door, kind of. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, and there's like uh there's a lot of things that you can point to in history, and like th- that term like the unquantifiable thing. Like, you can get, like, further away from it in, like, less, like, defined, like, things in that. So, like, the other thing I was talking about was, like, in the past, when you're, when, like, with religion. Because religion's always been a huge thing since forever. Yeah. But, like, in the past, it was way more serious thing. But then you get into that thing where, like, well, how serious was it? Serious enough to start multiple crusades. But then again, you're like, well, is that just... Like, are they just, they want to go on a crusade, so they're saying they're doing it to go on a crusade, so that because it's in the name of God, or it's in the name of Allah, like, we're going to do that. But when you think about it today, you're like, oh, people would just do that to say that that's why they're doing it. Yeah. Not because that's what they believe. But then you're like, what, has it always been like that? It's weird. It is. It is weird. And you can't pinpoint that because, I mean, working just off the crusades, how many were there? Four or five? Uh, there was at least, well, defend. Uh, there was, I there, think, at least three, yeah, three formal crusades. The first one, I truly believe, was a legitimate, holy. We're going to go take our holy land back crusade, but uh, like you're saying, we can't quantify that. So, like the second and the third one, yeah, they're probably using religion to just be like, we kind of want a piece of the pie, kind of thing. But we don't know that, and we'll never know no. that. Because we don't, you can't quantify how religious were the leaders of this Do you group, know, and how re- religious was all the leaders. Because it wasn't just one guy who was setting everything up; it was a lot of people who were kind of like, "Yes, all right, I'm going to give you my men. You're going to give me your men." And yeah. that almost brings up a, an excellent point about like how decisions are made. So the yeah. first crusade, apparently, from there's a. Uh, 
I'm, I'm not going to give you the whole thing, but apparently the first crusade was a complete debacle. Like yeah. they fucked it up. And it was a lot of people that were like not professional armies and they went there and they all got fucked up. Right. But because of how horrible it went for the Europeans with the Christendom and all that stuff going there, the second crusade that went there, the people that were there, all, all the, the Moors and all that stuff, they, they didn't think that it was going to be a big deal because of how easily easily they were defeated the first time because it was a bunch, a bunch of peasants. Yeah. So they were like, fuck them. Like, we, we only needed this many men to kill them last time. But, like, when you look at that as a textbook, you're like, well, they had a, a terrible leader. They only sent 5,000 men. It's like, yeah, but when you think about their mindset of being like, well, the last time... They sent all these peasants that were not trained. Why would I think that they were going to send anyone any different? So, yeah. like, it's a so, weird. It just gets weird when you like, like. I guess it's the amount of information that you have, but the unquantifiables of like the mindset that people are are in and taking and all that stuff. It just makes you have all these other elements that make telling a story, let alone history, but telling a story very difficult. It it is so getting away. Are you like trading, going back and forth with examples? Yeah, we're just this open discussion. Like I said, it's very impromptu because I didn't have as much preparation as I thought I would. Uh, so what, a good one that I came up with is how personable someone can be with anyone. Charismatic. Charismatic. There are people who are very good at just being charismatic and other people who are not good at it. And it does open and close doors. And a good example, not to be narcissistic, is myself. I got into Ramapo's Instant Decision Day. Oh, I probably shouldn't have said the college. My college's Instant Decision Day. Beep, beep. Um, and on paper, I did not, I should not have qualified for that college for Instant Decision Day. It normally has like a higher standard of acceptance because it's early on and it yeah. sets the tone for the rest of the year, basically. But I got this woman who did my interview. She asked me like all my grades and my SATs and all that bullshit. And we just ended up chit-chatting for, like, ever. And by the end of it, she was like, you remind me so much of my son. And in my head, I'm just like, that is right, and I'm going here. You're like, yeah. And you know what your son's dream is? To go to this college yeah. that I will not name. Yeah. <laughs> and I did. I got into I got into that college. And the college rhymes with <laughs> Blama Show. Blama Show. <laughs> it rhymes with Rama Bro. <laughs> <laughs> so... so the uh, the fuck was the no, I, I it's it's one of those things you can't sit there and on your slip say how charismatic are you? I'm an eight, like, but it clearly was the defining decision. And I went to that college and I met people, and though on paper I shouldn't have succeeded in getting in there, I knew I was. I have I have than the same exact story. Go. It's literally the same, almost the same thing. I was transferring from one college that won't be named to another college that won't be named. And when I went into the interview room, all my grades and everything were up to par for yeah. the transfer. But you're supposed to have an interview. Yeah. And when I went in there, uh, the person was like, oh, you, you go to so-and-so now? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, that's where I graduated from. And I was like, did you see the new science center they're building? Like immediately just change the subject. Never went over my grades. Never went over anything else. Yeah. 20 minutes of that, I came out. And I remember my parents drove me there. Yeah. And they were like, how'd it go? I'm like, good. I'm like, I'm like, I'm in. And they're like, what'd you talk about? I'm like, talked about the college I'm come from. She went there. And they're like, 
but what did you talk about? I'm like, that's it. Just that's the it. science center. That's it. And my mom was like upset. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you didn't talk about anything. I'm like, I am in. That's what we're here for. That's what we play for. Yeah. Doesn't matter how I got was, here. That was the game. <laughs> so perfect example of charismatic, right? That's something that's also difficult when you talk about time periods, right? Yeah. Somebody that was charismatic 200 years ago would be a dud today. And somebody that's charismatic today might be a dud 200 years ago. It's true. It's all time and place with some of those things. Yeah, it is. There's some people that are transferable and maybe just they need to spend some time where they are. Where they are. But there's a lot of things where you look back in history or obviously we can't look into the future. But you're like, well, how did that person ever get to that status? Like clearly they're, psych- they're a psychopath. And it's like, yeah, but that's not how people saw them. Yeah. And you're like, well, how do you... Like how? Like they're all monsters, and you're like, but that's 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 the culture that it was. Yeah, like that's what it was. Yeah, people like killed each other on the street. Like it's just what what happened. But when he said that, it it just brought an element into like listening or reading because I'm a history nerd. So like when you're when I'm listening to that stuff, I guess like part of you always kind of knew that, but hearing it like I guess brought to light in that very simplistic way was very interesting. Eye opening. Yeah. And like the other one too, like we were talking about before, which gave me the, the the example was the feeling trying to explain to people of say this generation, this current generation of what it was like to not be able to pick the movie that you want to watch. Yeah. And having to actually look and wait and anticipate like, oh my God, the show comes on at nine o'clock. Like we have to be like, it was an event. You stayed around and waited and like you had to run to the fucking kitchen to get your popcorn during the commercial. But that feeling is hard to quantify. It is hard to quantify. Because what replicates it now? I was going to say there's nothing that really replicates it because everything is controlled. No, because the last show that I remember that you had to actually sit and watch when it came out and then you at least had to wait a couple hours before you could replay it was Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. Everything else, it's like, oh, it comes out at midnight, and then anytime after midnight, you can watch it again. Back then, though, it was you had to be there at 9 o'clock, and if you weren't in your seat at 9 o'clock, you missed whatever you missed. Yep. And then you had a, you might have to wait a week, two weeks, a month to see it again. But at least then, I'm going on a tangent, but at least then things wouldn't be spoiled for you. Things these days are freaking garbage. Oh, my God. Garbage. Bro. I'm so mad. I don't watch movies anymore because I know what happens in the movies before. But, but like, I don't go to the movies, so I don't see Spider-Man Far From Home. But I know exactly who's in it. I know exactly what the plot is. And I don't read articles about it. I see headlines on, like, Reddit and stuff like that. So should I stay off those things? Yeah, but I don't want to also, like, hide in, in a yes. corner yes. the, the, my entire life. The movie's been out for, like, six months. I shouldn't know the entire goddamn plot of I this think... movie. That that is that is the, that it will be our first step as a culture to get back on track of not being spoiled little cunts. Is we need to culturally not be fucking movie spoilers. If we can get there, I have hope. Yeah. If you can watch a show and not be like, I have to tell everyone because I watched it and I need to let everyone know that I watched it. Yeah. Like why? Don't spoil it for anyone else. I I hate that. I know. The other thing I don't like, and this is like personal thing, movie trailers put way too much of the movie in there. Way too much. Back in the day, they didn't put 
they put just enough to get you intrigued in the movie. Yeah. Now what they do is they take the coolest, best scenes and put them in the fucking trailer. Yep. Like, spoiler alert, Stranger Things. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert, spoiler, spoiler alert, spoiler, spoiler alert, alert for all the fan out there. So the scene where Eddie has the guitar, right? Thank God I had my TV on mute because I actually saw that because we had to wait days and days because some people don't watch Stranger Things and get caught up and we have to wait. But it came up as like the background auto. It auto played when you hovered over Stranger Things, which was on there, what was on there. It didn't have the audio on, thank God, because it would have ruined it for me. Because that was one of the most epic scenes I've ever seen in a show, movie, yeah. ever. But had that played the audio, it would not. I would not think that. That's interesting. It would be less. You're a thousand percent correct. Yeah, but that's that's part of the magistry. Magistry, magic, 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 magic. movie magic. I say things. Uh, from back in like the 90s and early 2000s and before where when you watch something you were totally focused it was all on there but that's something that you can't recreate really no, nowadays can't. it's kind of been lost lost it's and a lost art it's hard to, to quantify ages. that it is hard to quantify that uh another one i got which this one is arguable because there are tests out there but intelligence yes so it's weird because we're – actually – oh, I have another one too. God damn it. No, no. Good. Write it down and we'll just – dude, it's our fucking show. So, we don't have a fucking um, sponsor. Intelligence. So we're kind of forced as a society to base intelligence off of education level more or less. And I say that because you don't go into a job interview and someone says, okay, what's your uh, uh, IQ level? So IQ levels are probably the closest thing to actually quantifying intelligence, but not really. What do you define? Let's define our, not what intelligence means in the dictionary, our layperson version of intelligence. What do you define as intelligence? Someone who is able to, it's, that's the thing. It's difficult because there's so many different versions of intelligence. There's intelligence in a given field. There's overall book intelligence. Like you just know not basic things, but you know a broad sense of basic things. There's street smarts, quote unquote, where you can just kind of pick up and go with a lot of what you got. There's emotional intelligence where you're able to rein in, where you're able to extrapolate personal situations really well yeah there I, I look at intelligence as a almost like in a video game when you're leveling up your character right yeah. some people only get a couple points other people put all their stats in one category some of them are well-rounded yeah and then there's others like the elon musks and stuff like that where like three out of the five or four out of the five categories are maxed out right uh, and I agree, it's very difficult to read and, and interpret and quantify because you can't, like the IQ test does not, it doesn't really represent what it's supposed to represent because you think that somebody that's super intelligent, you associate intelligence with successfulness yes. and all these other things. But there's people that can't finish high school, they can't do any bit of any kind of advanced math other than like, Addition, subtraction, stuff like that. But yet, they can problem solve. 
They can look at a situation. They react well under pressure. They know how to fix situations, delegate authority, all this other stuff that somebody that can quote every book they've ever read cannot do. Yeah. So there's, like you said, there's different levels of intelligence. And I was going to use, because it's just so easy to use sports analogies and military analogies because it breaks it down to bare bones things that people can understand. So you can have uh, different levels of strategy or or, or uh, competency as like a general, right? The yes. generals of history, and they're like, "Oh, well, so and so wasn't good uh, as a you know in the field. Like he was a terrible general there." It's like, well, that's because that wasn't his specialty. His specialty was grand strategy. Yeah, like where he is moving his army, how it's supplied, what he's doing, all these other things. Whereas on the field. Somebody like Alexander the Great would make like these decisions during it in the heat of the battle to do these certain things that turn it around. And those guys, it's like they might be different intelligence or the same intelligence level, but just in different ways. Exactly. So you're you can't quantify how good or bad somebody is with that. You can get a feel for it, but it's not the, yes. it's not the same thing. And it's unfortunate because right now as a society, we going back to what I was saying, that we rely a lot on education levels. And it's different for specific fields. Like, yes, if you're going to be a doctor, I want you to have medical training. Yeah, you kind of need to be a book it. nerd. Yes. But for a lot, a lot of fields don't really require that level of hmm. knowledge. So we look to degrees just to be like, okay, I know you're at least smart enough to be a history nerd and to have a history degree. It's going to be meaningless at Enterprise Rent-A-Car because you're not going to be telling any clients any like history shit, but I want you to have the piece of paper. But on the flip side of that, I know people who have have master's degrees i worked for a lady back when i was in college who had a master's degree and she was a sweet lady she was super nice she was not that smart and she had a master's degree i remember looking at her all the time just being like how are you leading this department i don't understand so from to as of today the way that i look at college education in general has changed dramatically when you take away all the things that the perception of college and education and all that, and you say, like, what are the guarantees? Like, the things that you can, like, not 100% guarantee, but basically, like, get a good sense of. They're very small, but they matter, right? Yeah. If you're like, okay, the person has a bachelor's degree or the person has a master's degree, you're like, okay, at the very least, they showed a level of competence that they could go to class, they could show up at least at a point where they get a passing grade and get a degree and they could stick things out for years on end. Yeah. They did it for four years. They stuck it out. They can, they read books. They had, they showed some level of discipline, not a hot, maybe not a high level, yeah. but some level, some level of discipline, some level of discipline at a higher education level. That's about what you can get. And that's kind of how I look at everything now. Yeah. We're like, you can have two people, like I said, with the same exact degree and one be way, way more competent than the other person. So you kind of have to look at them. And that's when you're talking about resumes and when people get on the tangent of like, oh, well, I'm way better at this and they got a college degree. But just because I don't, I can't fucking do it. Like, I know a lot of people like that. I'm one of them. Mm -hmm. But what you have to look at is like if you're applying for a job and the person's reading your resume, that's all they have to go on. Yeah. So they're looking at like 
These are the basic things I could say. This person at least was able to stick it out through college, and that's all I have to go on. Yeah, and I I say all that before, but I agree that I agree with you. Like, it's a weird standard, but it's what we have. It's what we have. It's what we have. If I see on a piece of paper, so and so went to college, he has a degree in liberal arts, and so and so did not go to college. You have to give the one guy the interview. Maybe say there's a hundred, hundred applicants, but you have to give the ones with the degrees the interview because it's what you got. It's what you have to go off of. Maybe there are other things that will eventually come into play, but if you if it's you the were, only metric we have. Yeah, if you weren't able to if education was the only thing that you were looking at and you weren't able to actually physically interview people, that's the that's the parameter you would go at. Yeah. But when you actually interview people, that's where the 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 uh the diamond and the rough people get overlooked. Yeah. Because they just won't get the interview. Yeah. And a lot of those people are great. At yeah. what they do or will be great at if you just talk to them for five minutes, you'd be like, Oh, this person's not a dummy. Like they're very smart. Yeah. Just, they don't have a they don't have a college degree. Yeah. But it's the it's the getting through the weeds. It's the getting through that. the weeds, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know how we got on there. But unquantifiable things. I got one more for you before okay. we before we sign off. General sense. Health. It's in Yeah. There are specifics where you can easily, easily quantify things. Oh, your liver enzymes are too high, so your liver is unhealthy. Okay, yeah, obviously that is easy. Mm -hmm. But in a general sense, when you're looking at someone, you say that person's healthy, that person's unhealthy. It's such a broad like concept. And same thing, we use very – we try – I think it's like a species thing. We try to quantify things. So we use a lot of height, weight, and BMI. Yeah, which are the only things we have to work with on a day-to-day basis, but they're terrible. Because, yes. like, you look at, you say, oh, you can't be over a certain weight and you can't have over a certain BMI, otherwise you're health- unhealthy. And then you look at The Rock and you're like, all right, well, I guess he's fat. But on a, but on a flip side, he, his heart's probably not the best. But, yeah. But yeah, you can't. Well, that's another assumption. Yeah, it is. It's another assumption. 100%. I don't know that. Yeah, you don't know that. I don't know that. You're assuming off of things that we think we know. Exactly. So that's why, just to go off your thing, it's another unquantifiable. You know what? A a good one that you made me think of that he gives as an example, but he didn't go into the other one is think about fear. And I'm going to use the military example again. And he used... He used the. He was talking about the Gauls versus the Romans. Mm-hmm. Now the Gauls were like these people, like my size. They had like like six foot plus. You know, they had long. I don't have blonde hair, but like long blonde hair that they used to wash in lime, so it was like really blonde and coarse, and like they didn't look like anyone that they knew from. And think about the the aspect that you wouldn't think of, which is the world wasn't discovered. So like these people just appeared. Yep. Out of nowhere. And like they just started coming down. So he gave the example of like trying to compare how like Rome had a military that was like very organized and very like, you know, compared to them, but the fear factor. And he was trying to quantify it. But how do you do that? And he gave a really good example. He was talking about the early Republic of the Rome of Rome, how like it was very like all these people in the military were basically just farmers and, and, and masons and all these other skills. And when the time came, they would call them into the army and they became soldiers. It was a militia. Yeah. 
but they were very experienced and very well trained for militia army. And then they became a professional army later on. But what he was saying was, he goes, if you took the professional athletes of today and you train them in the skills that they had back then, like the phalanx, the tostito, the, the the tortoise formation, and you gave them all the weapons, and you, he goes, I, I have no doubt that the drilling, the precision, the you know the athleticism that they would have today would outmatch what we had back then. Agreed. That would make sense, right? Super athletes, right? Yeah. He goes, but I wonder if you took them after their training and put them in an actual battle against. The Romans of back then, what would happen? Because the second that they hit shields, where does the fear factor come in? Where does the shock factor of I've never seen a person get their head cut off before, whereas they have? Yeah. I've never. I've, I don't know what a, a severed hand looks like. I, I like that element where you're looking at these two different groups, and one you're like that they're clearly going to win, but you can't quantify growing up in a society where these harsh things are just normal and you don't get freaked out by it. And you've seen it before. So going back to that, I want I forget which Olympics it was. I want to say it's the 1998 Olympics. Okay. But I could be completely wrong. I think 96 was an Olympic year. 2000 was an Oh, no. 90, so it would be no, 98. 98. Yeah. So they the it's every four years right yeah yeah so the americans made the olympic dream team for basketball mm-hmm. and they got all the head guys from various basketball teams to collab to get together to make this dream team the top guys from all the teams and they were killed they did i shouldn't say that that was after the original dream team the dream team i think crushed everybody oh. in the early 90s with michael jordan shut up yeah, they, they crushed everyone. I'll give them the second hand. So there, but there was a dream team, and the moral of the story was like, because they hadn't been a team for however long, they just didn't have, they weren't able to play well together. So yeah. on paper, it seems like they would have been the best of the best, but they weren't because of cohesiveness, an unquantifiable reason. Yes. Because yeah, yeah, you can't take. These all these great elements and put them together and think that they're going to merge into this alloy that is a great element. They might not merge. Yeah, they might not be compatible. Exactly. But yeah, so that it's just weird thinking about those things. It maybe explains some of the weirdness in history that you don't understand or conversations when someone's telling a story. Yeah. Those you had to be there. The had you had to be there story. Those are unquantifiable so, stories. Yeah, and it's so true. When someone is telling a story and they're just like, I know I'm not getting this across right. Because you can't feel what I'm feeling, you know, what I felt. You know how, um, and it, it happens to me a lot. I know you've been there a couple times for it. But we're, it, it, back when we were younger, we'd be out and it'd be like, something's going on. And I'll be like, I don't have a good feeling about this. Yeah. And then something would happen. How do you quantify that? You're like, well... How did you know? You're like, I don't know. It just, everyone had this feeling like something's not right here. You don't know what it is. It's like, well, how did you know? Write it down on paper. You're like, I, I, can't. I can't. I can't. Everyone just felt it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's weird. It's bizarre. I don't know where I'm going with this. I just want to talk about it. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah. Why don't you guys talk about it a little bit in the comment section down below? What do you think is a cool, unquantifiable thing? thing that we haven't discussed or talk about one of the topics we have discussed. I don't give a shit. 
Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. Hit the little bell notification so you get all of our videos all the time. Don't forget to go to ProDownPro.com. We have cool t-shirts and hoodies and shit. We do. I just want to give one final shout out to Dan Carlin. His show, Hardcore History, is amazing. It's fucking super cheap, though. I think he charged like a dollar an episode or two dollars an episode. I just bought the the other one. But yeah, not if that I he needs our support. But if, Dan Carlin, you're the man. If I remember, I'm going to link it in the comment section down below or in the status section down below, whatever section down below. If I forget, call me out on it. Call me a fucking douchebag. Yeah, comment that he's a douchebag. Yeah, do, do it. it. Do you it, won't. you won't. Jinx. That do was it. Weird. Bye. You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all fucking day.